get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games Is there parody in the CFL? Oh, oh yes. There is parody in the CFL. Welcome inside game day after dark. The BC Lions go into IG Field tonight and absolutely have their way with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Final score, BC 30, Winnipeg 6. Good gracious. They really, really had uh, had themselves a day uh, against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Let's get it right into it. We're going to... Uh, Bring in our good friend, Zach Schnitzer, who is not wearing his chain tonight. What's going on, Zach? They don't deserve the chain, Darren. They got embarrassed at home. We haven't seen a performance like this in years. 30 to 6. 6 was a number that they were favored by. And I lost some money, too, because I I took them in our midweek pick them challenge, buddy. Wow. They got absolutely owned. I I am in shock right now. Yeah, it, it was a dominant performance by the BC Lions. And the people I want to draw attention to tonight, and great to see everybody in the live chat. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for, for waiting. Uh, hey, it's after dark. This is your therapy session tonight, if you need it tonight. Yeah, um, you need it. <laughs> the, 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 two, the two names I want to uh, draw attention to, Zach, is... Ryan Phillips, defensive coordinator of the BC Lions, and Jordan Maximic, uh, offensive coordinator of the BC Lions. We'll talk about the pressure the defense put on Winnipeg's offensive line. We'll talk about Vernon Adams Jr. and Alexander Hollins and everything going really, really smooth and, and efficient and effective for the BC Lions offense. But those two individuals, and I will say Jordan Maximic. Uh, maybe most notably because he has done it year after year. He did it with Michael Riley. The next year he did it with Nathan Rourke and the next year, well, he's starting to do it with Vernon Adams Jr. VA looked so comfortable again. They shut out the Elks in week two. They beat up on the Calgary Stampeders in Calgary in week one. And now they come into IG Field, a place the BC Lions have not won in since 2017. Yeah. John Lou at TSN interviewed uh, TJ Lee after the game, defensive back of the Lions. You were a member of that team. I don't remember anything from that game. That's how long ago it was. Like That was John Jennings' territory. Yeah. Yeah. Nearly six years ago. I think it was August uh, 2017. Speaking of August. Thursday, August 3rd, okay? Thursday, August 3rd, 2023, coming out of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers week eight by the BC Lions back in Winnipeg, blue and gold with a chance for redemption. I can't imagine in any way, shape, or form, before we get into all the details uh, of, of it uh, here on Game Day After Dark, Zach, that uh, this is going to leave a good taste in the Blue Bombers' mouth, you know? Yeah. Well, you let me let me just circle back to something you said, Darren. You talked about Jordan Maximic and Ryan Phillips. You talked about coaches. And I think you did that for a reason because I think if your team comes into IG Field and not only beats the Bombers, 
but embarrasses the Bombers that have won two out of the last three Grey Cups that simply don't get beaten at home. There's, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something to be said for being out coached. Yeah, I, and I, 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 right. Yep. I, I was just incredibly impressed with the BC Lions game plan. Like they had an answer for everything Winnipeg threw at them on yeah. both sides of the football. The pressure BC was able to create on defense. The yeah. different looks they gave the Winnipeg offense. Uh, Matt, Matthew Betts played out of his mind, right? Canadian oh. defensive end draft pick of uh, first round draft pick of uh, the Edmonton Elks uh, a number of years ago, comes over to BC and free agency. He was so good. And like <laughs> the holding penalties, the procedure penalties, the pass interference penalties, those all aid those two pass interference penalties on the first BC Lions yeah. drive of the game. Okay, it was rookie Abu Durami Soare with a 36 yard pass interference penalty uh, against Alexander Hollins that brought BC from the their own 54 to the Winnipeg 20. It was then a two yard run for Taquan Mizell and then a pass interference penalty to the other corner on the other side of the field. Desmond Lawrence, who I know a lot of people are talking about tonight. Uh, that brought them from the 18 to the one. So 36 and 17, 54 yards in pass interference penalties on that first drive. There's yeah, a reason that was, things to come. yeah, it, it really was um, just a, just an awful, awful yeah. series of events. Um, you know, a 15 yard roughing the passer penalty on blue bombers, Canadian rookie defensive end, Anthony Bennett. He had time to let up, decided not to, uh, at least the way I saw it, my opinion. Um, th that that was a costly penalty. Procedure penalties are avoidable. It's not yeah. like you're on the road and 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 the crowd noise is deafening and and you you know you slip. Uh, th those are avoidable. The the CFL live stats uh, off tonight. We talked to Commissioner Randy Ambrosi prior to kickoff. He's he's in Winnipeg right now. Said we expected to be better tonight and and better in in the games moving forward, and that uh, the CFL stats system will be much more ready, game ready. I know we're we're in CFL week three, but uh, be much more game ready in early July. Uh, it wasn't tonight. I don't have penalty numbers on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I, I just don't. I don't have it. I. At some point in the game on the Jumbotron, they had us down for 50 yards in penalties, which... It was, was way more than that. It was more than that, and that was only, it was, I think, in the third quarter. It was, 50, it was 54 yards on that Just first drive. Just on that drive. one drive, yeah. So th those were off, too. I believe Winnipeg had nine penalties. That's, that's like, an incredible number. What is Mike O'Shea thinking right now? Holy cow. Nine yeah. penalties for a team that is usually so incredibly disciplined. Yeah. Um, well, that just goes to show you everything was off. Yeah. Areas where you don't see the Bombers usually struggle, like penalty yardage, they're usually superlative in the in the penalty department. They usually beat teams in that area. Love the female voices uh, that continually join us here on Bonfire Sports. Awesome to see that. Uh, football's for everybody. And, and the more female voices, uh, in my opinion, the better, uh, because they are a little bit under, uh, 
uh, underappreciated, underrepresented when it, yeah. when it comes to, to football conversations. Hey, 95% of our YouTube audience is male, sometimes 97. So when, uh, you know, someone like uh, Cindy comes in, I presume, Cindy, great comment. Uh, and I would like everyone else's opinion on this. Cindy, watching live on Facebook, what's going on? Uh, it was easy for the Lions to look good when the other team didn't show up. Do you agree with that sentiment, Zach? Other people, I, I would love you to chime in in the live chat. Great perspective from uh, from Cindy tonight. Well, I mean, in terms of performance, yeah, the <clears throat> the Bombers did not show up. I think they they gave it their uh, college best, their college try. But did they? Uh, I. I from what I saw, the guys were the guys were working hard, right? They were working hard, but um, in terms of performance, they didn't they didn't show up. I mean, I would be, and maybe I'm wrong. Like I'd have to rewatch the game, but I'd be shocked if the bomb. Like I'm shocked that they lost, but I'd be even more shocked that that they didn't show up in terms of effort, Darren. I mean, John, that. John Campbell also watching live on YouTube. What's going on, John? Uh, pardon me, watching live on Facebook tonight. Uh, no, give credit where credit is due. The Bombers got beat by a good team. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. I think this was like, look, <laughs> the Bombers lost 30 to six. Yeah, it's a drubbing, buddy. Two field goals in the first half. They got six. shut out in the second half. When's the last time you heard that happen? Zach Kolaris lost his second game at IG Field since joining the Winnipeg Blue Bombers late in 2019. And that yeah. was a overtime loss to the Toronto Argonauts last season uh, or 2021. Either way. Um, yeah, no, 2022 last year to the Montreal Alouettes. And that we only lost that game because uh, Mr. Mr. Leg shanked. Mm. A very makeable field goal that he only needed a single point for. I mean, uh, that wasn't on Zach, but this, I mean, they don't lose at home, buddy. They lost one time last year uh, because of a fluke by Legio. And in 2021, they didn't lose at home once. It's crazy. But I, I guess there's a regression to the mean. I guess the party has to end at some point. The cops show up at some point when the party gets too loud. Mom and dad are away. <laughs> Teenagers get booked, right? The party, party. you know, there's a bunch of uh, big mess at the, at the home front. Mom and dad come home. They're pissed off. <laughs> I don't know. Cole McGarvey. Hello, Cole from Coast yeah. to Coast Gridiron Podcast. Good. good oh, is that right? There you go. Yeah. yeah good. Good, good to ours. see you, I Cole. I was on his show a couple times. Yeah, that's right. And and sorry, I missed you this week. Uh, but uh, Zach, you is am I getting it mixed up? Is that the right? What's that? Am I getting it mixed up? Is that the podcast you did this week? Yeah. Yeah. Coast to yeah, Coast yeah. Gridiron. Him and Noah. Right. Well, uh, Cole says, watching live on YouTube, what's going on? Uh, Lions fan here. Although I'm enjoying the victory, if I was a Bombers fan, I wouldn't worry too much, says Cole. Mm. The Bombers will continue to roll next week and for the rest of the season. A uh, little dose of sobriety from uh, somebody who's maybe not hurting so much uh, tonight. Uh, hey, clear mind, clear heart. Uh, all of that, you know, the, those football movie cliches. Um, but yeah, you know, winning solves everything. And it also keeps keeps the mind clear. Um, 
I like John Campbell's comment here. Uh, sup, DB. Sup, Schnitzi. What's up, John? Uh, this is a great thing for this team. Uh, early season beatdowns. <laughs> early season it's humblings. Yes, yeah. Humblings. You look Maybe in the a good mirror thing? and you have a bunch of bumps and bruises on your face. Everything's swelling up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that could be sobering. I, I, you know, here's the thing. It could be really good for this team because you don't want to po- you don't want to peak at the beginning of the season and throw no. out forty burgers every game, right? That's that's one thing. But the way that they got beat, when I think about it in concert with the way that they got beat in the Grey Cup, which is to say that the O line was exposed in both of those games, Darren. <clears throat> as a fan, that starts to concern me because. Like, to what extent is this Ferrari have little rust spots? You know, like they're getting, I use rust as a metaphor because they're getting older. And are these young D lines, uh, are they going to continue to expose the O line? Or, or is this just an aberration? Is this a blip? It'll be something that we have to see. Oh, the Facebook uh, viewers are coming out tonight. Troy says, worst game in years. We obviously oh, got DB, way I can't too... hear you, buddy. Oh, pardon me. Did you mute yourself again? I are did. You that... I did. I've been, uh, I've, been, I've been clearing my throat. Doing my, that. my camera's out of focus. Everything's, everything's, everything's wrong tonight. Everything's Everything wrong, is wrong for the bomber. is wrong for us. Oh. Uh. Hey? I don't know that we got fat and sassy as a team. I yeah, I, Troy watching maybe, live on Facebook. The the Facebook viewers are out tonight. We obviously got way too fat and sassy as a team, says Troy. Worst game in years. I I agree. Worst game in years, Troy. I think that's a, a point well taken. Fat and sassy. Maybe again. Maybe it's just my bias. I can't imagine that a Mike O'Shea coach team with those with guys like Biggie in that dressing room policing that they would ever get fat and sassy. But then again, maybe psychology tells you that sometimes you get desensitized. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it can happen to anybody that you sort of rest on your laurels, but I, I have a hard time believing that's the reason they lost. Just my take. Uh, Cole pointing out uh, the pressure on Zach Kolaris was yeah. for sure. The most shocking part of watching tonight. Uh, I completely agree. Uh, it, It occurs to me that this BC Lions defense, like I've been talking about the back end of the defense and Gary Peters and TJ Lee and Marcus Sales, who everyone here in Winnipeg is very familiar with. Ben Haladek has been really good at middle linebacker as they moved on from Jordan Williams, sent him to Toronto. Um, uh, Bola Combo, reigning CFL Most Outstanding Canadian at the weak side spot. And... Nobody's really been saying much about the defensive line. What do we know about the BC Lions defensive line coming into this season? Sign Sean Lemon makes you think, okay, they're they're signing, you know, the elder statesman of the CFL, you know, can can produce some uh some pressure, you know, give you a sack a game, maybe uh spot duty, that sort of thing. Rotate in. Then they cut him and sign Jonathan Kongbo. And then that's not a mix. You and I talked about it at length, I think, in our first edition of, of, uh, of Bonfire Midweek here on, on the channel. And if and, I can interject, Kongbo is looking like he pulled the short end of the stick there. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> he's on a winless Tie Cats team now, but hey, yeah. you know, he he's he's getting a paycheck. He's playing pro football. Things could be worse. Sure. Um, Here, go ahead. Though. But the BC Lions move on from Sean Lemon to get Jonathan Congo, then they trade Jonathan Congo. Yeah. And they're okay. They're definitely okay. The, they're the D okay line for the tune of second good. seven sacks. My yeah, God. The, the D line looked looked really really good. Look at that. And they only rushed Bruce really Martell is a good comment. He counted that the O line was beaten three times with a three man rush. I know I didn't know it was three times, but I noticed at least twice. BC Lions rushed three guys mm-hmm. and sacked Zach Kalaris. That uh, has got to stick in the craw of that O line when they watch the film tomorrow. Seven sacks for the BC Lions tonight. When's the last time you heard of that? Matthew Betts with, uh, he's he's the Canadian with the French name. Yeah. So uh, that that's a that's a Hattie for uh, for Maddie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know Manny Ragumba with a sack. Uh, Nathan Cherry uh, Tahuma had a sack in the first half. David Menard uh, w- with one uh, late in the game. Um, it, it was really. Uh, kind of uh you know uh, just just a, a tough night at the office yeah it was i gotta blame it on michael couture really he he he, he has all you know i'm just kidding he he took all our secrets to bc i, I see he? someone else oh Ferkmeister says that as well um <laughs> no actually it was nice how we honored uh michael couture that yeah, like they had some nice thing on the jumbotron and uh uh, thanking him for his service to the tune of two great cups. But uh, listen, how angry are the Bombers going to be in CFL week four, Darren? Are, like, that'll be fe- like, are they just going to go lay a lick in on the Montreal Alouettes in Montreal on Canada, Canada Day? Day, baby? We'll, go out there, we'll you handle see. business, and then you can enjoy yourself in uh, yeah, Canada's in Sin City, right? absolutely like yeah. how angry are they going to be watching the film tomorrow they they should be angry speaking of the film let's take a quick look at this here is zach Kolaris in shotgun and just outstanding oh, pressure yeah. getting to him that was matthew betts uh third sack second or third sack of the game uh but again it, just allowing us to take a look at you know, bets split Jeff Gray and Stanley Bryant. Like, yeah, watch, watch it here. Right edge splitting Jeff Gray and Stanley Bryant and Jamarcus Hardrick having a tough time with, uh, uh, you know, his assignment there as well. It was um, I've got a handful of clips here that, that we can watch. Well, here is uh, well, yeah, here, here's a here's some good news. OK, yeah, here's some good news in Celeste and Habba. Remember I said it uh, a week ago? Learn that name. Habba coming off the left edge and just absolutely bull rushing his way to yeah. the quarterback. Doesn't get to take him down, but they kind of mercy blew it dead. Here's Habba on the left side. Uh, and and Habba has, what, th- uh, three sacks in three three games, his first three games in the CFL? That That's impressive. Yeah, he, he's, uh, he's looking like a heck of a player, but, um, you know, flashes of a couple good plays in overwhelming uh dominance of the bc uh, the bc lines dominating uh tonight by a score as you see on the screen 30 to 6 six points for a team that has scored 40 plus the first two weeks of the season six points 
for an offense that people were raving about, myself included, you included, Zach, all week, all season. Absolutely. Talking about the 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 comfortability, talking about the gel, talking about the the continuity of uh, Buck Pierce and and Kolaris and the O line and everybody. Brady Oliveira, game time decision, and what did we see? He got the first two touches and three of the first four touches of the game, and then on the second possession, he was also involved in the pass game and the run game. Excuse me, he was no worse for wear. This Blue Bombers team wasn't particularly injured the bc lions were particularly injured and had to travel on a short week and they came into winnipeg and put their foot on the blue bombers throat and didn't let them breathe six points and scoring 30 at ig field it it was just there is a new parody in the cfl there's a new parody here well, Get we and midweek, it. Darren, the lines we were legit. talking about tears. We were talking about tears, and would would the bombers, you know, a tier establish themselves as as uh, in a tier of their own? Well, the only tears were the fans, the fans shedding tears. I mean, Kabilis <laughs> Taco in a bag sucks, says Kyle. Uh, great joke from uh, Jeff Kabilis. Well, that's not the only thing that sucked tonight. But we were yeah. talking about them being in a class by themselves, Darren, head and shoulders above the rest. Of the BCs, the Torontos, the Calgarys, the Saskatchewans, and could could you could you say now that BC is in a tier by itself? Because not only did they beat us, they handed us our lunch. You you gotta you gotta crown the kings, right? You gotta crown. You know you know how kings court works. You beat yes. if you beat the king, you get the court. It's yours until someone beats you. So looking forward to the rematch on Thursday, August 3rd at the Madhouse on Matheson. I I expect fans to come out looking for redemption as much as the Blue Bombers do uh, in that game. But yeah, the BC Lions knocked off the the standard as Lions players referred to it. The class of the CFL, as I have referred to it for a long time, uh, BC deserves every piece of... uh, um, every piece of admiration they're getting right now. Yeah. That's, that's maybe yeah. not the word I'm looking for, but they, they deserve all the credit right now. They Vernon Adams the Jr., accolade. the defense, yeah. top to bottom looked excellent. Vernon Adams looked like he had a century back there to throw the ball mm-hmm. and survey the field. So it's not only that our own line got owned, their O-line either played well or our D-line didn't have a whole lot. Like we talked about Haba having a sack, uh, Clemens had a sack, but... um that was kind of the aberration. He looked like he had all day back there. Thoughts on the uh, Blue Bombers offensive line. Uh, Daryl, I think I pulled up his comment uh, a second ago about, um, yeah, there it is. Daryl watching live on YouTube. What's going on, Daryl? Good to see you. Uh, the O-line worries me, says Daryl. Hardrick and Bryant have a lot of miles on them. Uh, they sure didn't have too many miles on them the first two weeks of the season. Yeah. Sometimes it just comes down to getting outplayed, getting out game planned, um, you know, but of course that's going to be at the, at the front of concern. If this continues, if this continues, was this an aberration? As you asked Zach, was this a blip or is this the beginning of, um, 
you know, a shift in powers, not just in the in the West, but in the CFL. It'll be very interesting to see how BC continues to play, Darren. I think they play Toronto next. Mm. Um, It'll be interesting. That's all I got to say on that. By the way, Kings Court isn't that a isn't that a dodgeball game? Uh, dodgeball, volleyball, a lot of stuff. A lot of, a lot of court sports. Ah, King's Court. I remember playing King. Wasn't there a game called King's Court and dodgeball when I was a kid in gym class? I seem to remember playing King's Court. Yeah, well, that was the only thing that got you off climbing the rope. (laughs) CFL week four, Edmonton at Ottawa, Winnipeg at Montreal, BC at Toronto. BC three and oh at Toronto. Well, one and oh right now. They they've still got um, you know, they they got a uh uh who is it? They're in Edmonton. So let's just call them Yeah. Two and oh. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I I don't normally like doing that, but uh when it comes to our SIA.com slash bonfire picks this coming week, I know you and I are gonna be uh fighting over who get maybe gets to pick. I'm already owing one this week, Darren. I picked the bombers at minus six. I might have even put a couple units on it. Yeah, I think I, I think I talked you into putting a couple units. I on think it you, you talked some smack to me, and I, mm, yeah. I just, uh, I took not, the bait, buddy. Not, not just yeah, gym I rope smack two, either. I like put I'm two units you... on it. So now, since I put two units on it, and I was beating you by one, you are officially winning. Dude, it's it's the first game of week three. It's the first game. You can't say I'm winning. That's not how you're, it works. You're it's winning. Just your game came first. Yeah, you're you're still winning. You're winning. Uh, I just feel like a loser tonight. I'm losing. Everything. <laughs> Zach, I know you speak for many. I won't say all, but you speak for many Blue Bombers fans out there. No chain tonight. You are not celebrating. You're Unchained. outside of that normal celebratory mood. Uh, yeah. You know, some people left the game early tonight. Some people, uh, you know, are really down on their team right now. Big picture, dose of reality. Here's the opinion of someone objective in myself. Um, This is good for the Blue Bombers. This is good for the league. This is really, really good for the CFL. And nobody wants to have one team that just, dominates everybody okay and i understand that you know well hey db it could have been it, it didn't have to be 30 to 6 it could have been 30 to 21 we would take a nine point loss. it could have been 30 to 18 we could take a 12 point loss sure i get that but this blue bombers team is not suddenly bad this blue bombers team is not suddenly no good okay They are like, when it comes to the power rankings, it was Winnipeg one, BC two. Everybody had that. Some people had Toronto in there. Sure. They played one game. BC has shown dominance over the bottom dwellers in the league in a 22, nothing win um, at home to Edmonton against Edmonton last week. They showed uh, a pretty strong performance in week one in, in a win in Calgary. Uh, I think the Stamps are not a bad football team. And the BC Lions really, uh, I think, opened a lot of people's eyes in CFL week one. It was the first game of the season, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And 
Like, I mean, in, in the entire league. And now they come into Winnipeg and really, really flex on everybody's expectation of the class of the CFL, the standard that the Blue Bombers set. So now we can have that conversation where, you know, maybe Winnipeg isn't number one in the power rankings. Well, not maybe. They're they're not. They lost to the number two team in the power rankings. So now we can start having conversations about parity and about, well, BC beat Winnipeg and Winnipeg beat so-and-so, but can so-and-so beat BC or, you know, it's a good thing. And Winnipeg is no doubt still in the mix. I, I'm with you, Zach. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is a blip in it all. I'm hoping it's a blip. I really am. Uh, although sometimes teams just match up well against other teams. Like maybe BC, this year's version of BC, really matches up well against Winnipeg. Uh, they, But yeah, I mean, they didn't even have Dominic Rhymes and Keon Hatcher. I know we're missing uh, Kenny Lawler for sure, but those are Alexander two. Hollins was really good. Javon Katoy made some nice catches. Um, lucky Whitehead. Yeah, Lucky climbed the ladder and and, and pulled in a, a nice one uh, in the second yep. quarter. Um, yep. Hey, this is football, baby. This is why you love it. Any given Sunday, any given Thursday night. And, uh, you know, uh, love the comments. Everybody... Really fired up uh, around the bonfire tonight. Thanks for joining us. Uh, appreciate it a lot. Zach, do you want to get into uh, our Walby's Warrior? Sure. I got to get, a better, I gotta get a better sound effect for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what we did last time. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, it, it was hard to pick a Warrior. I mean, I know Desmond Lawrence was picked on. But I liked what he brought. I thought he kept trying. I thought he kept his nose to the grind, even though he got beat a few times. He had two pass knockdowns. So I will give my Walby's Warrior to uh, Desmond Lawrence. Hmm. You know, I just I think it's hard when you're getting beat that bad to keep keep your nose to the grind and keep working. And I thought he did, to be honest. I thought I thought he kept working. He he, yeah, he had two tackles. Uh, but yeah, the two he had a couple knockdowns. I thought he looked good. Um, so I'll give him I'll give him my Walby's Warrior. Okay, uh, it's a tough one. Um, you know what? I'll I'll give it to Zach Kolaris because he didn't have a lot of time to operate tonight. If I have right. to pick a Walby's Warrior from the Blue Bombers, I'll, I'll give it to Zach Kolaris. Tough day at the office. We'll congratulate Zach Kolaris on his 100th career CFL start tonight and early in the game eclipsed 25,000 passing yards for his career. So uh, that's my Wolby warrior tonight. Very good. And what about your bonfire burning point, buddy? Oh, uh, you know, I, because it told the tale of the story because it, because it told the tale of the game, uh, it, it told the story in the penalties, right? I don't know how many yards. It was probably over 100 because you had 54 pass interference yards on the opening BC Lions opening drive. The second possession of the game, the opening score of the game, um, 54 pass interference yards. Uh, there was penalty after penalty. Like, like, forget the ones that the BC Lions declined. 
way too many penalties tonight. No doubt Mike O'Shea is going to be talking about that. Maybe first and foremost in film breakdown tomorrow morning. And oh yes, the Blue Bombers will be at work tomorrow morning looking at the film. They're going to talk about penalties. So because that told the tale, I will say my bonfire burning point tonight was Alexander Hollins drawing two pass interference penalties on the opening BC Lions opening drive of the game. 36 yards to rookie Abu Durami Soiree and 18 yards that set the lines up on the one. Uh, that was Desmond Lawrence on a end zone target. Uh, off the arm of, of Vernon Adams Jr. Dom Davis, the former Blue Bomber, he punches it in. Goal line specialist, mm-hmm. big body QB that he is. Um, that was my bonfire burning point tonight. The penalties and and those two yeah. in particular just fueled uh, the Lions right from the start. Well, and you know what, Darren? I think that's a good one because it was certainly a sign of things to come, right? That things just weren't going to go our way that this tonight. So... Mm-hmm. Um, it, <clears throat> I don't know how accurate Adams was. He was about 60%, 66%, reasonable. Um, I think good. it was 20 of 30 for about 234 yards. But uh, I, don't trust the, fire... I don't trust these stats. I just don't. Yeah, well, that's fair. Maybe, yeah. When I looked at the stats, that's what it said. But maybe, maybe they're not quite um, on. <laughs> maybe he was more accurate than, than they suggest. But 20 of 30, 66%, 67% for 241 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, that's pretty that's good. That's a quarterback. That's a QB efficiency rating of 113.3. Anything over 100 is real nice. Yeah. I 120s yeah. is perfect. So, um, yeah, I, I'm with Travis. BC putting the league on notice. No question. Yeah. N- no question. Uh, the BC Lions uh have toronto next week in toronto they then are home to bc where winnipeg is home to calgary week six the bc lions are on the bye week seven if i can pull it up here just to just to walk us through home to the saskatchewan rough riders that'll be an interesting game week eight the bc lions are in edmonton that's july 29th and then week nine Oh, mm. week nine, kicking off week nine, Thursday night football, Thursday, August 3rd, BC at Winnipeg. Rematch right back where the massacre of late June started. Uh, I'm looking <laughs> the forward massac- to that. Yeah, me too. The massacre. It was a massacre. On- it was massacre a massacre tonight. Matheson. They kicked the crap out of them. Yeah, no, I, I get it. The, the crap is strewn all over the pavement. It's been kicked out. <laughs> it's your boy, Bruce. I'm watching live on YouTube. What's going on, Bruce? It's your boy. Uh, Boy's got to hold the L. What an embarrassing effort was like watching a Jets game. <laughs> oh, it's your boy, Bruce, bringing it to Ouch. Me. I like it's your boy, Bruce. I don't think it, I don't remember it's your boy from uh, last year. Are you a new? Uh, oh, no, he was here last year. Was he? He was yep. he's been here all year this year, but I didn't know he was there last year. My yep. bonfire burning point was in the second quarter. Um it was 10-6. It was pretty close game. And uh Adams hit Hollins to go up 17-6. Uh hit him for a touchdown and and mm. 
at that point, it it pretty much continued to roll downhill. Yeah. Yeah. That's your burning point. That's my burning point. Okay. Uh, Westwoods wide to the right. Myriad of selections tonight. Yeah. There's, there's so many, it's very wide to the right. There's so many things, including those blue pants, Darren. Those were the blue pants that go with our third sort of color rush Jersey, which have sort of medium, medium approval from bond, uh, from bonfire fans, from bomber fans. Um, they're kind of lukewarm with the big W on the front. I did not from the very beginning of the game. I did not like how they looked with the, uh, I did not like how they looked with, with the, with their home jerseys. I got to say that. Yeah. Um, The, the color rush. That's what the NFL used to do, right? Those Thursday night games or the Christmas games, whatever it was, where it's like color on color. Yeah, you know, Kansas City would wear red jerseys, red pants, and the Jets would wear green jerseys, green, green, green. pants with a green helmet. Right. Um, I did like the fact that like it's blue on blue, but it's not blue helmet as well. And same with BC. They call it it's it's called fog gray. Yeah. It's their new road alternate this year. Uh, I think they wore it at home in, in their, their home opener just to, to show them off a little bit. Hey, got to, got to get the, the cash registers. I don't know how many people are going to buy a great Jersey, but okay. I don't okay. know. I, I disagree. I had a buddy, um, my buddy, Mitch, what's going on, Midge. Uh, maybe you're watching tonight. Uh, him and I love talking about sports aesthetics, you know, aesthetics, the, the, the look, the yeah. the fashion the the different um visual of pro sports logos jersey colors all this stuff and he thinks i agree with him that the gray or the silver as a base tone to uniforms is underutilized uh, i think it's a good look i like it a lot but to the color rush conversation blue on blue for winnipeg with the gold helmet as a contrast Gray fog gray on fog gray for the BC lines with the black helmet as the contrast. I like it, but with what we saw tonight, I can assure you, August third for the rematch at IG Field, the Bombers will not be wearing blue pants. <laughs> Bring back the gold pants. That's why they lost, baby. That's why they lost. No, my my real wide to the right. I guess I'd have to give it to the O line, not for lack of effort, but they just got owned tonight. Like like we were talking about, Darren. Even when the when the Lions rushed three defensive linemen, they got at least two sacks, maybe three, and that's when you know. I mean, you're you're outnumbering the D line five to three in that case, and you're still giving up a sack, mm-hmm. um, and you're giving up a sack on Calaros, who's a guy who's very very agile and skilled in the pocket. Right, he can get outside. He can step up. Um, he like Zach. There's nothing he could do, really. Uh, Gregory, what's going on, Gregory? Joining us uh, live on YouTube. Burning point for me, says Gregory, was the worst CFL officiating in the past five wow. years. Uh, while that may be, and I am not saying definitively one way or another, because I do not like getting into too much about the refs were bad tonight. I'll talk about a call. I'll talk about multiple calls. But that's just not how I'm going to approach my job. Um, That said, the CFL officiating tonight had nothing to do 
with it being a 30 to six drubbing of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Nothing to do with it. Yeah. I I wonder what Greg, Gregory, give us some context there. I'm not sure what he was, um, just from the stands, I, I didn't see anything that was egregious in terms of the officiating. Mm. Uh, I, I, you know, then again, I was drowning myself in beer a couple of, for a few uh, plays here and there. So maybe I didn't see it, but Darren, did you any see, see anything? Not that it was reason they lost, but did you see anything from the officials tonight? Nothing too egregious. Like I was at the game for the first half and then I race home at halftime uh, yeah. by race home. That is drive. Under you drive responsibly, limit. my friend. Yes, you only go absolutely. 10 kilometers an hour above the speed limit like the rest of us. Right. Well, more like seven. Okay, seven. Yeah. Well, you're very if responsible. That. If that. Um, <laughs> and I'm signaling, too, because I'm a good Winnipegger. I'm signaling. I'm oh, zipper merging, signal. and I'm signaling. What? Oh, yeah. You're not oh, a yeah. I'm signaling, and I'm about? zipper merging, baby. Wake up, everybody. Wake up. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I didn't notice too much with the officiating. You know, uh, the fine to Adam Big Hill from last game for hitting uh, Ryder short yardage quarterback Shea Patterson. Uh, that one, I'm, you know, like I get it. It's helmet to helmet. But it's the top of a pile on a short yardage play. You're You're effectively saying... It's kind of a catch 22, you know, Big Hill, if he wants to be effective, he needs to find a way to contact the ball carrier. But the only way to do it is at the top of a pile. And it's helmet to helmet. It is against the rules. So he got fined um, all, all of that. Whatever. Don't don't want to talk about the officiating. The only thing I'll say about the officiating tonight is my Westwood wide to the right is Winnipeg's lack of discipline because the penalties like PIs happen two in a row. Well, crap, that sucks. Okay. But roughing the passer procedure holding. Those are all avoidable. They're all avoidable. Not like sometimes they're tough on a roughing the passer. You can get like a margin call. But Anthony Bennett's was avoidable, in my opinion. The procedure, the holding, all those, you know, um, it, it wasn't the Winnipeg Blue Bombers night, but it definitely did not help that uh, yeah. they, they were so incredibly undisciplined with, I think, nine penalties, well over 100 yards. Um, I'm, I'm pretty dang sure. My only question to that, I can see with the, the procedure and the roughing the passer, but holding, doesn't holding sometimes happen, though, when you're just being outplayed and you're losing leverage? Yeah. It happens. Like, is that avoidable? Or are you just being outplayed so, you know, a guy is rushing you faster than you can block him and you hold him or, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, well, hey, you know, you, you ask Chris Walby or you ask current players, former players, coaches, whatever. The, you know, the old adage in, in football is that there's holding on every play. <laughs> if you really micro analyze it. Um, hey, <laughs> you know, Win Winnipeg's discipline, uh, I think it kind of just it's almost like a snowball effect. 
where, yeah. you know, you get a procedure and then you get a hold and then, you know, you allow a sack. So then a hold happens on, on the, you know, a player two after, if, if you feel like that's going to happen, um, avoidable Mike O'Shea ain't going to put up with this. He ain't going to put up with it. I wouldn't want to be in those meeting rooms tomorrow. Um, yeah. wanted to draw attention to, uh, John's question here, watching live on YouTube. What's going on, John? Uh, a question I get a lot. Uh, why are our defensive backs playing 15 yards off the ball? Asks John, uh, watch the game tomorrow. Okay. Watch Montreal Hamilton, watch Saskatchewan at Calgary on Saturday or watch Toronto at Edmonton on Sunday. And I know they don't show it all the time on the broadcast. It, it's tough because they they really focus on the quarterback and, and, and the, the middle of the line, really wherever the quarterback is. But this is not uncommon. Okay. Winnipeg plays a, it's not prevent defense, but they play a much more passive, off the ball, non-press coverage. Okay, there's zone defense, there's elements of man within that defense to keep it layman. And I have to because I'm no expert on the X's and O's of defensive systems. Okay, but I think so often fans see a game going the wrong way or seeing a game go the right way, like last week against Saskatchewan. But Trevor Harris throws for 400 yards. And it's, well, why are our DBs so far off the ball? You're allowing them to take this underneath stuff. The strategy, you know, you and I use, like, we, we've used the term here on Bonfire a lot, Zach, right? 3D chess. And sometimes you want to ensure you don't allow the home run shot. You don't yeah. allow the deep balls because your safety is coming up to cover a quarter zone in the middle of the field or cover a quarter zone uh, or a third zone. Um, in, um, you know, at the second level, like just behind the linebackers or you're blitzing somebody and that safety's coming up. So you need to play off the ball because there ain't nobody helping you on the back end. You don't have that safety help. You don't have that zone help. So yeah, it might look like it on a player two or 10, or it might even look like it almost on every play, but there's strategy there. So, um, yeah, you know, that, that 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 happens. It's a tough thing to explain um, all the time, but great question, John, and, and do my best. Yeah, it's to, like a very good question. I think do my a best lot to of, answer it. Yeah, I think I think that's well said. I think a lot of people sometimes question the Richie Hall defense has been, but don't break. But the other thing that Richie Hall is asked, he he's challenging the opposing quarterback to march it down the field ten yards at a time and not make a mistake, and banking on the fact that you're going to make a mistake at some point which quarterbacks usually do or an offense usually does, but uh, perhaps did not tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no more, more 90s, 90s nights. Night. Uh, no, F- full uh, full shout out to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers who do a great job with their theme nights and that sort of thing. Uh, it was Pride Night as well. Uh, they're going to continue to do that uh, and good on them. Uh, Jeremy uh, Lockstat watching live on YouTube. What's going on, Jeremy? Uh, we need Kenny Lawler back ASAP, says Jeremy. Would that have helped tonight, Zach? I don't think so. No, I don't think not. it would have done a damn thing tonight. This was uh, this game was lost in the trenches. It wasn't lost because of skill players, but uh, I, I get when you get pumped like that, thirty to six at home. 
uh, you're you're looking for any reinforcements you could get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gary, uh, watching live on Facebook, has had a, a handful of comments here. You know, he say, said uh, the Bombers seem sluggish. Uh, maybe they're reading their own news clippings too much. Uh, wish they had no run way. the ball more uh, than they did. Um, but his question is, how would you rate Abu Durami Suare? It's a good question. I mean, I think he was picked on early, right, Darren? And and mm-hmm. I think he was uh, nailed for one PI call uh, what, that you were talking about in the first uh, first series. He didn't stick out to me as really struggling the entire game, um, but I, I wasn't really watching him. How did he look to you? There, there were some plays I think he would like back, but... <laughs> Not out of the ordinary, right? This is a guy who has played pro football before, but first time in the CFL and it's all new. You know, live bullets are a lot different than a training camp or practice. He comes off the practice roster and this is not uh, an, um, you know, uh, an analysis of Abu Durame Suare, but this is Winnipeg's third string corner. This yeah. is a guy that has not played in the CFL prior to tonight. Winston Rose on the sixth game, Demario Houston, personal issues, not football or performance related. I had some people asking me, is it performance related? No. Injury report, personal issues, did not practice this week, was not on the field during practice. This is not a performance thing. If it was a performance thing, he'd be out there working. Trust me. Uh, trust Mike O'Shea and the Blue Bombers. They, they'd be putting in work uh, if it was a performance issue. And no doubt they're going to be doing it this week with everybody. But uh, no Winston Rose, no Demario Houston. Here comes a guy off the practice roster who joined the team out of training camp. Abu Durame Soiree. Tough night for everybody. Uh, but, but him individually, it's hard to assess. Uh, I know it sounds wishy-washy, okay? Yeah. But, you know, yeah. you really got to look at, like, ISO film, isolation film of him yeah. in coverage and not just the times the ball was thrown at him. Was he a good tackler? Was he assignment sharp? Did he make mental errors? Uh, all of those things. Uh, did you see his backflip during player intros? Yeah, that was pretty sweet, actually. Yeah, got the crowd going. <laughs> um, but what does Chris Walby say? Uh Chris Walby shares an old story about Cal Murphy and Cal would always, or no, 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 sorry, not Cal Murphy. I'll correct myself. Um, Oh gosh. Dave Ritchie. Thank you. Thank you. Read my mind, Zach, like an outstanding co-host you are. Um, Dave Ritchie used to always say you lose a game for every rookie you start. Yeah. And where have the blue bombers had rookies this year? Yeah. Nowhere. Not starting. Well, they had to start one tonight and they lost. Yeah. Not yeah, hanging I mean, it on uh, ADS no. as many call. I mean, he, but, he uh, gave up that big 40 plus yards PI on Hollins in the beginning of the game where uh, I think he grabbed him early. But other than that, I, I you know, it, the entire defense was was owned. So <laughs> I need uh, to draw attention to this sack. Uh, Josh Wolf watching live on YouTube. What's going on, Josh? Good to see you in the live chat. Josh says, I have never liked that about Richie Hall's defense. Always a zone coverage. BC tonight contested almost every catch. We just let them catch 
then tackle them. I don't understand why we don't adapt, says John Wolf. What are your thoughts on that? I I think the Richie Hall defense sometimes when when they're when they give up points they look like that. I think I think he has a point. Like you said, they sometimes play off coverage. Um but there's a strategy to it. And like like I said, I think I think the strategy is is that they're not gonna let you beat them over the top and they're gonna they're gonna bend, but they're not gonna break. They're gonna give up zero ones or threes. That's what they talk about, right? Yeah. Uh, they they also talk about loose change, but I, I, Richie, I, I I kind of repeating myself. Richie Hall is banking that your offense is, isn't going to be able to sustain ten yard chunks the like all the way down the field, mm-hmm. um, and I think history will tell you at least in the last three years that strategy has paid dividends, especially in twenty twenty one where it was like a historically good defense. Um, they rely on a four-man pressure, uh, Jeff Coden Jefferson to to get at the quarterback, and and when those two are on, it works. Um, but I get his concern. I mean, w- when they lose, and it doesn't happen often, it's often something fans look at. Uh, and and you know, to be honest, I think when that happens, I think it's the fact that the pass rush doesn't get to the opposing quarterback. So it makes the opposing quarterback look good. And then you wonder, why are they playing so far off the ball? Well, it looks like that because the quarterback had all day. Yep. And and Bennett and Habba and Jake Thomas and, and Ricky Walker and Willie Jefferson just didn't get in. They had a couple sacks, but they didn't get enough pressure tonight. He had all day. And if you give a quarterback all day, they're going to pick you apart if they're if they're decent. Uh, good point here by uh, Patrick Adamick watching live on YouTube. What's going on, Patrick? Good to see you. D-line needs help, says Patrick. No return time for Jeffcoat. No real backup linemen. Schmeckel, Fox, and Bennett barely got on the field, if at all. Well, they, they did get on the field because Winnipeg dressed one less D-lineman. Well, no. They, okay, so they activated Fox late because uh, Brady Oliver was good to go. So they did dress seven D linemen. BC dressed nine. BC looked fresh. They looked much better than Winnipeg's D line. There were moments where Jefferson and Haba uh, and Walker, Walker had a sack tonight, Haba had a sack tonight, where they were getting to the quarterback. Um, Tanner Schmeckel, rookie Canadian, Anthony Bennett, rookie Canadian. Those guys are important, but Winnipeg is without Tiadric Hansen. Started the season on the sixth game, still not practicing. Yep. Uh, and Jackson Jeffcoat's now on the sixth game. So does Winnipeg need to start looking for a D lineman? Sean Lemon? Oh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. <clears throat> that's, that's been the talk. I'm looking for Sean Lemon. Uh, a lot of people wondering why they haven't signed him yet. Um, I mean, I'll give Josh Wolf credit. I mean, they have given up a lot of points each game. But, um, I mean, the first game, Hamilton, that wasn't on the defense. That was three bizarre turnovers. But, listen, I mean, if, if they keep giving up 30 points a game. It, it, it's something to talk about for sure. Yeah. 
it's only one loss, says Dan Asham. Uh, Tico Nepali. Fans need to chill. 29-3 and three at home. Third loss in years. They'll be fine. Here's my Seinfeld brethren. Brian Mendel. Mendelbaum. 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 No? <laughs> Mendelbaum, you have to explain right? that one. Well, it's it's the Seinfeld reference, right? Where it was, uh, I bet you I can lift that TV all the way up over my head. And they all want to fight Jerry? The father, the grandfather, the great grandfather? No. Well, what's the what's the Mendelbaum thing though? Well, that was what they would chant. Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. I haven't uh, watched enough Seinfeld in years, buddy. So my Seinfeld brother and Brian Mendel says uh it proves over and over, no protection. Don't care what quarterback you got, you will struggle. I agree with you, Brian. Yeah, 100%. Buddy, never I never ideal to have no protection unless you've been snipped. Jeff Cabillas. What am I saying? Basically thrown into the bonfire. See what I did there? Oh yes. Uh I think uh Zach Kolaris was thrown into the fire a little bit. Um maybe you're referring to the D-line, but uh yeah, I mean Tough night at the office for for everybody involved. And I mean, unofficial stats, Zach Kolaris finished uh, 15 to 26. So 57, 58 percent, 178 yards, no touchdown, had the one interception like yeah. uh, that's Zach Kolaris interception. That ain't on the quarterback, man. No, no way. Uh, no. Tipped up ball uh, in the air off the, the fingertips of uh, um, Nick Dembski. Nick Dembski. Thank that, you. Yeah. That came out of his hands Brady Oliveira 52 rushing yards averaged 5.2 yards per carry Dembski had uh 58 six catches for 58 Agadosi five catches for 61 um and those two receivers Dembski and Agadosi uh had three second down conversions combined no other receiver had a second down conversion tonight yeah and that that Agadosi, that that huge catch, um, I think it was ten three, and we were on our own one large one yard line. That was another thing. We were on our one yard line. Uh, I think that was in the first quarter, Darren. And because of an illegal block, no, that's another one. That's another discipline penalty that we don't usually take. The illegal blocks or holding on the returns. That was uncharacteristic, but Zach flipped the field big time with a 47-yard bomb to Egadosi, and I think everyone in the stands was getting excited that the sluggish start, we, we'd finally woken up, we were going to come back, and we did get a field goal out of it. To start at your own one-yard one line and then get a field goal is is pretty good, but it just, that was, that was the end of the scoring. Waka Waka. AKA Fozzie Bear joining us uh, live on YouTube. You know that reference, right? I know that one. Okay, good. Waka Waka says, I'm just soured over this win uh, is all. I guess I think I think Waka Waka means loss. I'm just soured over this. Nobody seemed like they were trying. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. Um, Christian O'Mel does uh, sideline reporting for CGOB. And he mentioned post game how we know that this Blue Bombers team is resilient and they keep their chin up and uh, they keep the energy high and they keep focused on, um, you know, the next play and, and getting things in order. Um, Christian O'Mel on the radio tonight mentioned how 
the Blue Bombers bench was really quiet, uncharacteristically quiet, something that that really he hasn't seen before. And he's on the field pretty much every game, uh, every home game is uh, is Christian O'Mel. So uh, <laughs> everything was going wrong. It's the third quarter. You got six points. The Lions are, are moving the chains, moving the chains. Uh, and, you know, uh, I, I can understand why the bench was quiet, but uh, uncharacteristic night up and down the field. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let, let, let's turn things around a little bit. What do you say? Yeah. You want to turn things around a little bit? Let's get into your happy yeah. honker. <laughs> it's time My for your happy, happy honker. honker is our... Australian punter Darren oh, Jamison like Sheehan, who they who they like to call Jam. Now he couldn't get us out of a jam tonight, but he he has a lot of tools in the toolbox. He had some fun, funny end over end punts. He had some sidewinder punts. He had a forty six point six uh, net yardage in punting. I I uh I was impressed. I he's, thought that was uh, one bright spot. He's really good. Yeah. He he's really really good. I I'm a huge fan of uh Jam Sheehan. Uh and and the name. Good gracious. Yeah. Love it. Uh Why couldn't we dress more DL? Uh well who? Who are they going to dress? Yeah, Cam Lawson is hurt. Cam Lawson is hurt. Uh, just yeah. pulling up Bombers injury report here. They've got, uh, well, so they activated Miles Fox. That's it. That's all they got. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Lawson on the one game injured list. He's been there for a few weeks now. Um, Teadric Hansen on the sixth game ha- has not started practicing yet. I think he can, he can begin practicing next week officially as like four, week four of the the six game uh injured list uh but he's you know he's in casual fatigues during practice and that's it yeah jackson jeffcoat six game injured list so uh, uh that that that's one that really hurts the yep. jeffcoat injury uh my happy <laughs> honker tonight and and just just for levity i'll do it again there's your yeah happy we honker. need some levity uh <laughs> yeah happy honker <laughs> hard to find i don't have one tonight yeah i think jamison Sheehan's the only happy honker yeah we no, didn't they, even they, have great attendance i mean it's a thursday night game but come on man there was nearly 30, there was there was nearly thirty thousand. no Ooh. buddy it was 25 it was 25 no, 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 and no. change. No, 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 no. Was you it? left. You left. I, I was that's, there. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> you account for 5,000 people, Darren. That's <laughs> how great you are. I'm going to pull up the number here. Say something entertaining while I read this. Uh, <laughs> tough night at the office for go. everybody. Uh, uh, here is your final stats report and they have the attendance right at the top. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, you're right. 25,662. That's so bright. Look how, look how bright that is. Look at this. Ah, ah, 
My crazy. eyes, my eyes. Yeah, it, I mean, I don't know. You're right. Do, do You're they right. not? Do they not get as good as showing on Thursday nights usually, Darren? I always thought Thursday nights were good, and like when you get into the summer, because you know people don't have to miss out on the lake. We live in lake country here. Yes, cottage country. Yeah, I was on with uh, Rough Riders play by play voice Michael Ball today uh-huh. uh, talking about that in the Thursday night games, right? Thursday yeah. night attendance across the league is way down. Friday, Saturday. Really? Yeah, um, it's it's early. It's week three. But um, I don't know if it's a Winnipeg issue tonight. Like, is it a Thursday night issue? Is it is it a Lake Country issue? I don't think it was any of those things. This was a marquee matchup and the Bombers look extremely good coming into the game. So what I see is rain in the forecast during the day, which may have like people make the decision if they're going to the Bomber game Thursday night or Friday night or whatever hours before they don't like come home from work and be like, you want to go to the game? Oh yeah. Okay. And then they walk up and buy tickets. Those walk up like they sell Thousands and thousands of walk-up tickets every game. Hmm. Thousands. Okay. They do not have 25,000 season tickets. No, it's a more it's sub 20,000. And then it's a ton of mini pack owners and all these other things. And the walk-up is thousands. Is so right? I wonder if attendance took a bit of a hit tonight because it's rainy. You know, yeah. and then like, yeah, I understand the forecast, but but that's not pe- people don't go. Oh, it's raining. Oh, is it going to be raining tonight? Do you want to go to the game? It's it's like, ah, it's crummy out, you know, not going to the bomber game this week. Yeah. Didn't well, matter if they're cool playing Montreal or Ottawa or BC. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like Christopher Metz uh, comment here. Yep. What's going on, Chris? Watching live on YouTube. It's also week three. Good to see areas of weakness now rather than late in the season when it can't be addressed and coached to fix. I like that, Chris. I, I think that's really astute. Um, you want to get the kinks out early. Yeah. Little, uh, little, little dose, little dose of reality. 18,000 season tick says T Kona Polly. I think it's around there. Pretty close. Maybe a smidge under. What about our game balls, buddy? Yeah, so no happy honker for me. Uh, shout yeah. out uh, Cactus Jack Wells and the Happy Honker Award. Um, but yeah, n- nothing, nothing happy tonight. Nothing happy tonight. Nothing uh, happy. No. Uh, game balls. Oh, God. Really? Yeah, right. Have mercy. <laughs> Uncle Joey says, have mercy. Um, Vernon Adams. Yeah. Sorry. Matthew bets. Yeah. Three sacks. Three sacks. Yeah. Uh, those are my game balls tonight. I'll leave it at that. That's fair. I'll, 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 I'll chip in on the Winnipeg side. Um, Malik Clements, three tackles, two special teams tackles, total five tackles, one, uh, one sack. I thought he had a nice game. Uh, but Evan Holm, I think, is a bright spot in our secondary tonight that struggled. He had five tackles, one tackle for a loss, and two knockdowns. And he was up against Justin McInnes a couple times, who has six inches on him. And uh, Evan Holm was able to swat the ball away. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I just think he, he's a pretty good player. 
Evan Holm, and uh, I liked what he brought. He he seemed to keep working all night, but uh, I like that. Yeah. Nice pick. Nice yeah, pick. I I uh, I don't have a whole. I'm only going to give out two game balls. They're both on defense. Uh, I don't think I can. I don't think I can. Um, I don't think I can rightfully give any to our offense tonight. They they stink. Well, Zach, you you are on a you're on a limit this year. <laughs> I'm on a pitch count. <laughs> you are on a huge game ball pitch count. Like significant pitch count. Uh, well deserved. You well know, deserved. Uh, lo- load load maintenance. I, I I shouldn't say our offense stank. I mean that's unfair. I mean maybe BC's defense was. Uh, was that I think maybe BC's defense maybe. was that good tonight? We'll maybe. see. You, you don't know. You don't know whether it was the BC defense or our offense that stank. You have to have a few more games under your belt to see some trends and tendencies. But is yep. I guess the big question coming out of this game, Darren, is you know does this open? Does this break the seal? Does this open the floodgates? Do other teams look at the video, the, look at the film, and say? Uh, this is how you beat the bombers and we continue to struggle. Or is this an aberration? Is this a blip? That's the big question for me. Yeah. Uh, I really believe this is a blip. Okay. And not because BC like didn't deserve to win or that they're not a good team, but look, it's very easy to expect Winnipeg to win at home because they do it so often. Uh, the just the way I look at it, this is the way I look at it. Okay. Is that you're going to have bad days. You're going to have bad games. There's a reason why cliches are cliches because they're true. Any given Sunday, any given Thursday night, it's football. You don't play three games a week. You play one game a week. You don't play best of five or best of seven playoff series. You play one game. You're not going to win every game. No team does. No team does. No team in CFL history has ever finished with a perfect record. Okay. One team in NFL history has finished with a perfect record. And that was 50 years ago. Different time. Smaller league. A lot of things. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are bound to lose eventually. And is 30 to 6 the way you would expect it to happen? No, absolutely not. But it was a bad day at the office. Winnipeg took way too many penalties. BC, their defense was really good. Their offense clicked. Vernon Adams looks so comfortable. And we talked about it right off the top, Zach. Jordan, um, sorry, Ryan Phillips. Their defensive coordinator, masterful game plan. Winnipeg couldn't get anything going. And Jordan Maximic, masterful offensive mind. He's done it over and over and over again. And he's doing it with Vernon Adams Jr. Taquan Mizell, that offensive line protects so well. You look at it and you're like, who are these guys? Who are these guys? Broxton? Perkins? Pearson? Well, we know Michael Couture, we know Suk Chung, but those are just two guys on the interior, right? Who are these guys? Yeah. Well, they're the BC Lions offensive line, and uh, they were the top-ranked offensive line in week one by Pro Football Focus as a group. 
they're probably going to be in that conversation um, in, in CFL week three because they looked really good tonight. Uh, Jordan Maximet is the coordinator that's putting it all together for the BC Lions offense. So huge credit to them. There, there's yeah. a couple game balls, Ryan Phillips and Jordan Maximic. Yeah, no, and I like what you said. He's now done it with Michael Riley. He's done it with Nathan Rourke. Now he's done it with Vernon Adams. And Vernon Adams, as many people may recall, was a pretty erratic passer. Pretty, pretty unreliable. Um, threw a lot of bad balls in his day. And to see him uh, now settle into, you know, if those stats are correct, 66, 67%. 241, uh, two touchdowns, zero picks. That's a pretty good night um, for Vernon Adams, as far as yeah. Vernon Adams goes. I was just looking at the uh, Bonfire Hotline. Lots of people were lighting it up tonight. 204-816-TIPS, 816-8477. I noticed I missed a text from uh, Farhan Lalji from TSN. Good no way! Out in BC, just without uh, telling tales out of school. Did not see that one coming whatsoever uh, was uh, something I don't think Farhan will mind me, mind me sharing that. But uh, yeah, I mean, lots of people uh, chiming in tonight. Holy cow. I've got 40 text messages on the bonfire hotline. 40? You're, you're going to explode with glee, buddy. I'm a man. I'm 40. You Another love, you reference. love those text messages on the hotline. Uh, I mean, I wish I could get through all these tonight. I'm not going to be able to. Um, but, uh, oh, you know what? A lot of those are, uh, people that were, were trying to get in on the, um, uh, golf passes. Oh yeah. Right. Enough. Marshmallow. Yes. <laughs> marshmallow. Yeah. Easy to see why Jonathan Kongbo was expendable. Great defense. Yeah. Even better game plan and execution. No name. When you text the hotline, leave oh, me your name. I don't name. got you in my contacts. Give a name. Uh, so this is James. This game reminds me too much of the Earl Lunsford era bomber teams that Ooh. just gave the opponents two points consistently. I don't know who That's Earl Lunsford back. is. He was a GM back in the day. Okay. Must've been a player too. Uh, yeah. Awesome to see everybody, uh, in the live chat tonight and, uh, uh, on the bonfire hotline, Waka Waka is fired up yeah. no question go find gizmo try to have a better uh friday and uh a better weekend uh bombers fans uh hey that's why we're here to uh help yeah. you talk through it yeah hopefully this was therapeutic darren i i uh i feel a bit better it's just one game uh enjoy the rest of the weekend uh hopefully people are getting out to cottage country you know. Waiters wants me. Waiters wants me to read all the texts. <laughs> okay, waiters. Like I gotta go to bed. Waiters. waiters. We can't read all the texts. But it's waiters. Yeah, I know. He's got a great YouTube page. He's a great fan. He's a he's a great uh, participant here on the chat with us. So I don't know. Read read a couple more for waiters. O line looks like Swiss cheese tonight. No name. Uh, they they left it there. Uh, you know, why didn't the Bombers challenge the lucky whitehead catch? Penalties against the Lions on the play. BC converts second down. Okay, little minutia there. That's fine. Uh, nine, celebrating way too much for a too late sack in a beatdown. That would be Ricky Walker. 
Um, this is Robert. This is Comet. Uh, fired me texts all through the game. I love it. Uh, nice, Bombers Comet. defense isn't as good as last year so far. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Could be true. Yeah. Uh, Don just got home. Good to see you, Don. Don thanks, for, thanks for buddy. Timing in. I'm with James in the peg. Chin up, Blue Bombers. It's week okay. three. It's a long haul here, right? No team is perfect uh, or going to go perfect. This Blue Bombers team will rebound. If we know one thing about them, it's that they are able to constructively rebound from a bad game. And yeah. all credit to the BC Lions. They are the kings of the castle right now. They're, they're in the king's court. Uh, I love how Winnipeg has a shot right back at them. Uh, on Thursday, August 3rd. But uh, you and I will talk more about this, Zach, uh, on Bonfire Midweek this week. Yes, back to sir. Wednesday night. We're back to Wednesday night. Yeah, we're back to our regularly scheduled programming, my friend. And, okay. and by then, the chins will be up and uh, this too shall passes and all the other platitudes will be laid down on the tables, right? Yeah. It'll be good. And you'll have your sober second thought. Yeah, I don't know if I can rewatch this game, but I'll I'll <laughs> rewatch the highlights. I am definitely rewatching this game. I want to see everything. Yeah, so I'll well, do that for you. The sober. I'll you'll do, do that for, for you. Maybe you'll have the sober second thought. What are you talking about? I'm sober as a judge right now. Yeah, I'm sober yeah. as a nun in church. <laughs> what about this... a nun out of church? Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Bombers finally play on Canada Day. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Has it and, been a uh, while since they played on Canada Day? I remember one year they played on Canada Day in 2016. They played the Stamps in Calgary and got their, their butts kicked. Well, you can't wear red on Canada Day and, and expect to perform. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, in the words of Tico Nepali, later all, Great yeah. seeing everybody tonight. Tough loss for the Blue Bombers. 30-6, to six, your final. Yeah. The Lions are 3-0. The Bombers are 2-1. They're back in action Saturday, July 1st at 6 o'clock Manitoba time uh, in Montreal. So Bonfire Midweek, Wednesday night, 7.30, live and on podcast afterwards. Chris Walby will join me uh, on Friday afternoon for game day winnipeg as we always do the day before the game uh and then well zach we're gonna give you canada day off we're gonna have a different mm -hmm. uh we're gonna have someone you know try to fill your shoes on the post game here they can possibly fill on my canada shoes. day yeah we'll see how that shakes out yes, all right buddy sir. You know Holiday. I want the magic words uh, and final word to you as always, but uh, great seeing everybody and uh, enjoy your weekend more than maybe you uh, failed to enjoy your Thursday. Your Friday. Well, it's Friday. Yeah. You're, listen, it's early on in the season. Better to be smacked in the mouth, smacked in the face now than later. Right, Darren? And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, my final thought is this is interesting, right? This is, it makes the league a little more interesting and will this be a trend or will will it be an aberration as most people say including you darren i hope it's the latter and sayonara everybody flush it bring on the owls uh enjoy the rest of your weekend don't let this ruin uh a well-deserved weekend Walker fans thanks for joining everybody see you next time sayonara <laughs>